You are listening to the Golden Voice Podcast, and I'm your host, Jarvis Smith. I want to say thank you for listening to our last episode with Julian B. and our special bonus episode featuring Elliot Wilson and Steve Rifkin. Again, y'all really showed up in a major way for our first doubleheader release, and that means so much to the entire GVP and Golden Voice. So again, thank y'all so much. And if you're new to the Golden Voice podcast, please be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and check out our past interviews for season one and our current bangers on season two. All right, I'm going to catch up with you in the outro because I want to jump into this week's episode and special guests. Because today we're speaking to a guest who has broken into the LA music scene with their debut EP called Peace that allowed them to create a buzz for themselves with songs like 3AM, All or Nothing, and my personal favorite track, Far out. However, this guest would reemerge on their follow-up EP, Cirque du Freak, which will see them use their artistry to not only expand their sound on tracks like Listen Close, but also address their own personal battle with epilepsy through a creative storytelling of three personas crafted for this EP as well. If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's the alternative SoCal indie rocker, Junior Mesa. And at the time of this recording, I caught up with Junior to speak about his upbringing, how he got started in music, the creation of his first two EPs, and so much more. So let's go ahead and get this conversation started. Man, Junior, how's it been? You literally just had a show with Interwave, which Interwave are good friends over here at Golden Voice. So, man, how was that show? How you been? It went well. I was uh, I was a little tired, to be honest, but then as soon as I got up there, it kind of just I forgot about it, and I had a. Lot, I actually had a pretty good time. Uh, um, and the crowd was just seemed like they were having a blast. And you know, interwaves, interwaves, great guys. And uh, yeah, so it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And man, I just your music, what you've been doing with your sound, it, it's so amazing with your latest project. And we're definitely gonna get into it. But just I always like to take it a step back and just know your beginnings and know your come up and how you got started because you're originally coming from uh, Bakersfield, uh, California, correct? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Bakersfield. Nice, nice, nice. So tell me, what was your childhood like at that time? It we we moved around a little bit, uh, kind of like it's like an oil town. So there's a lot of like. Uh, like a lot of people there kind of grow up and, and stay there and, and straight after high school, they uh, go to work in the oil fields and no, nobody really leaves Bakersfield, honestly. Uh, everybody kind of like grows that grows up there and then stays there. And uh, it's very conservative. I had some experiences there, you know, being, be, being Brown, you know, like surrounded by a lot of like older, like uh, conservative people. Um, but you know, I came out. I came out the other side. I live in Los Angeles now, and my mom. My mom still lives in Bakersfield, and I. Uh, I'll go visit her here and there, but other than that, I don't really. Uh, I don't really do much more like exploring or getting around in Bakersfield. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. I, I come from a small town myself, Palos Hills. I'm originally from uh, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, this town called Palos Hills. So I know the feeling. Small town, conservative, a lot of, you know, just it, it's, it's very interesting once you kind of grow up and in the beginning, you just that's all you know, right? But then once you start traveling around, you start getting around, you start talking to other people, you start seeing, man, there's a whole other world to this. So I can only imagine coming from just being in Cali, but just knowing that there's so much more to offer than just what you're seeing in your neighborhood. Um, that's That's really... It's, it's always fascinating just to see that evolution of just your mind and just like what you can get exposed to by just connecting and kind of going beyond what you see and not just getting trapped in that in that neighborhood, especially if you're trying to do something creative. Sometimes I feel like that's usually the pathway, right? You just got to like 
meet some more people, connect with some people, and then you really see that there's more to this than just what I've what I've known in my childhood or what I've known in my neighborhood. And and and, exactly. and yeah. And, and speaking of that, man, what types of music were you into? Because I remember some other interviews you've done. You talked about there's like a good punk scene uh, in your in your hometown area. Uh, so I'm just kind of curious to know maybe how that influenced you, but then what other types of music influenced you? Just just listening and just getting into music. Um. So yeah, there's like a pretty a pretty big punk scene in Bakersfield. And there's also a pretty, like the two big scenes in Bakersfield are punk and country music. So it's like, it's like, it's like this weird battle of good and evil in a way, <laughs> whichever side you deem is good. But, um, I, I actually like both. I like, I like country. I like punk music. Um, and, uh, honestly, like, I feel like you can kind of hear that a lot in everything I've put out. Um, just like a lot of like, Oh, like a wide span of, opposing genres honestly just all kind of blending together yeah yeah hell yeah man yeah was there was there like a certain album or certain artist that maybe really piqued your interest at that time too that made me like damn i really want to start getting into music i want to try writing a song or something like that yeah i think like the first person that i was like it was it was definitely Jimi hendrix just something about that guy just really inspired me and made me want to play guitar and write songs and be a rock star you know hell yeah absolutely yeah voodoo child i just remember hearing that and like i don't even i couldn't even explain what i was hearing with the guitar playing but like i think uh, one of our former our past interviews that we did with jameson on the on the golden voice podcast he talked about he would be you know basically singing with the guitar type of thing and i feel like that's the feeling i got with Jimi hendrix just very melodic just so amazing with his instrumentation so i can i can definitely see why that would capture your attention and make you want to start playing uh and creating music and on that same note you know as you began your journey into creating and performing and writing music you know what was that process like for you what was those beginning stages for you what was that first instrument or first piece of recording gear you got or whatever to really start that journey of creating and performing and, and just overall being a musician uh so my my uh my grandpa got a guitar for his birthday like a while, like a, a long, long time ago. And he never learned how to play. He never really picked it up, but he was just like sitting in the corner. And uh, one day I asked him if I could have it. And he's like, yeah, he, like, do you know how to play? And I was like, yes, I know how to play. Like, I don't know why I just decided to lie to him and say I knew how to play. Um, and then like a week goes by and I haven't really picked it up. And he like was asking me if he could hear me play something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that week I just like, I learned like a song by Nirvana and, uh, in a way, I kind of like lied myself into playing guitar, and then I I fell in love with it. Like the next like month of playing it, just nonstop. That's all I would do. But you know what? Even if you had to lie, I think your your it seems like your heart was there, your mind was into it. I think that's really what matters the most, right? If if you're really interested in something, you want to try it out. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna say what I gotta say to get a piece of that, get a get a hold of that <laughs> instrument, right? Yeah, I guess so. What, what was that? What was that Nirvana song that that you played? Do you remember? Is lithium. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Damn, dude. Okay. Good, good starting. So you think about that, starting from that moment in your life right there where you're doing some cover songs in the beginning, and now you're creating your first debut EP piece. You know, what were you looking to showcase about your skills, about your creativity, about yourself now being a full-fledged songwriter, musician, artist at this point in your life? Honestly, I just wanted to make something that I would enjoy listening to, you know? And, and back then I was listening to pretty much exclusively like uh 70s like like punk and rock and psych psychedelic kind of and and jazz and uh 
And I mean, I mean, that's pretty much what that EP was. Like, it was like all of those influences, like manifesting into that. Hell yeah, dude. It's very spot on that you say 70s because I watched the video for Far Out and it, I love that song. That song is amazing. That's definitely the standout track for me. But the video of it, it reminds me of like the 70s show to some degree, right? <laughs> it just, it's very cool. It's summertime, California, et cetera, all these things. And I was like, dude, this, this is dope. So for you to say that, really, very fitting with the visuals that you had with that as well. I mean, amazing project. You know, what, what was that maybe that takeaway after you finished recording and producing and everything like that, that EP? What was that maybe that takeaway? as you would go on to your next EP, which we're going to get into. But what was that takeaway that you learned about yourself during that recording and writing process? I think the immediate takeaway after finishing that EP was that I didn't want to, like, just be, like, a throwback artist. Like, I, I obviously, I love that, like, music and I love that era, but I don't want to just try to recreate something, you know. I, I, I want to, like, create things that are new. And that's where the mindset I was in going into the next EP. Dope. Okay, dope. And now before you got to the next EP, you definitely had some uh, health concerns come up. You you were suffering through some uh, seizures due to epilepsy, you know, and I'm just trying to understand, you know, as you're experiencing that and you still have your career that's coming up, at this point, you had just moved to LA, you know, how are you managing your health and at the same time still trying to get this career of yours off the ground and going? Oh man, I'm still trying to figure that out to this day. Uh, it's it's been a battle. It's been a battle, man. Like uh it's it it really like it really took a toll on me, honestly. It was probably like the hardest part of my life. Like the past like the past three years have probably been like the hardest the hardest part. The hardest thing I've ever had to experience and endure, you know. But um you know, it seems like I'm I'm making it, you know. Um I uh I haven't had a seizure for about two years now um I still have like a little bit of seizure activity which is which can just like kind of be summed up to something along the lines of like flu-like symptoms or like like sometimes like some a muscle spasm or um or some like brain fog you know um but I just I just started a new medication and uh it's been going good so we'll see how that goes and then yeah the whole work balance with with struggling with with that has been a very interesting thing. Um, so I came here, I came to LA in 2020. And as soon as I got here, I had just broken up with my ex. And I was kind of trying to change like everything that was kind of like negative about my life and try to like become healthy again so that I could pursue my passion, but also just like live a fulfilling life, something that I was like happy with. So I started like trying to eat healthy and I started exercising. I started um, trying to remove toxic people from my life, you know, just remove as much negativity as as possible. And, you know, 2020 was actually like a, it kind of like I, I was kind of hopeless in 2019. I assumed that like I had like I had died, honestly. I just accepted that I was dead, that I was dying or something. You know, I, and then 2020, I, it was like, it was like this proof that like, no, like I still have a lot of life to live. I'm, and then I realized how young I was and how much I'm capable of. And, and, uh, yeah. And then since, since 2020, um, I've, I've been like kind of maintaining a, 
a relatively healthy lifestyle. It's so interesting. A lot of people describe 2020 for them as like a great awakening in their lives with the pandemic making everyone stop and start take a strong look at themselves, right? Whether they wanted to or not, if they were trying to avoid it or whatever, right? And make some life decisions, whether location, where they're living, their 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 expenses, because things are getting a little bit tighter or whatever it was going to, of course, to health and so many other things. So yeah, for you to have those type of reflections about yourself, especially during this time and, and you making it out of this already health concern that you have and everything else that was happening in 2020 and then just some personal life changes you were making for yourself. It, it's definitely seemed like you took that very serious about that time. You had that great awakening for yourself just to kind of like evolve yourself as a person first, right? And then your creativity, it, it seems like it kind of followed through with that because now you think about your follow-up EP from your first one, uh, Cirque du Freak, you know, it, it's very, you know, it's, it's, I would say trippy is the first thing that came when I saw the cover. It's like very trippy, uh, uh, but at the same time, you know, it, it definitely felt like, I don't know, you're going, it, to me, it looks like it's like a person who's evolving. It's like the evolution process. To me, that's what it looked like, just the visuals that I was seeing at first. And with some of the songs, you know, from Par Paranoia Dreams and Pushing Away, standout tracks for me, but they also feel like just part of the evolution process. And uh, for you, when you were creating this EP, you know, what was the direction for the sound of that project for you? Uh, it was definitely influenced a lot by like like um like Prince and like I was listening to um some like some like strokes honestly and then the Beatles like I I feel like those were kind of like the top three three places that my head was and then also too I learned that you your 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 this EP was broken up into three different personas correct yeah what were yeah. those personas if you don't mind sharing oh man it's been a while since i've talked about it honestly it was uh it was like a diva persona it was um a freak a freak out persona and then it was like like a more like grounded self persona so it was like the diva was kind of like so i guess like the the like the a good place to start would be the freak out persona which is like like um how it felt like being in my body what uh dealing with epilepsy and dealing with also just like uh, a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety um and then like i'd have these moments of kind of like rebellion that was kind of like, like the diva but where i was like i would like try to pretend like i didn't care about any of that things the things that were like making me anxious or stressing or or that i didn't care and like um enough to like give it the, the light of day you know but and then the grounded version of me was like no I do care these are like genuine feelings I need to deal with them and uh and then like and you can you can mostly see it like in the um in the listen close video you see all all of the personas there and you can I'll, I'll leave that up to people to figure out which is which but it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Again, I just love the detail that you put into your music, into yourself, and then expressing that experience. Because again, that's the that's the type of feel that I got from that EP. So for you to even have that outlook on it, it it's it's truly truly amazing. And for our listeners here, definitely worth checking out. If it's going to be a starting point, this is going to be the EP. I would say because it gives you like a full outlook of yourself and what you've been through to get to this part of your creativity and the sound uh, that you created for yourself overall. And 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 now, you know, I want to talk about just some shows again now. We, we you know, I know you already did the show with Interwave just last night here at the time of this recording, but 
Back before the pandemic fully kicked off in February 2020, you performed at one of our legendary Golden Voice venues, The Roxy, with Luna Luna and Archer O. What do you remember about that show uh, and everything like that? What was that experience like for you performing at The Roxy? That was that was a fun show. I remember uh, I remember Archer. I remember one specific moment. Like I don't remember too much from that night, but I do remember one specific moment. Archer O was handing out these stickers. And it looked like sheets of acid. Like, it looked like sh- like these sheets that they had, like, custom printed. And, like, the way he handed it to me, it was, like, so, like, subtle. Like, he, like, looked he like looked around and he, like, he, like slipped it under the table and handed me this, like, sheet of which I, what I thought was acid. Like, a sheet of, but it was just Archer O stickers. But he handed me this sheet. And, and, like, I was, like, trying to figure out, like, why he would hand me this, like, so quiet because i was like bro is this acid and he's like no it's just stickers why why would you think it's why would you think it's acid and i found out late like later on he told me that that the roxy wasn't allowing them to hand out stickers for some reason like security <laughs> security wasn't letting them hand out stickers and that's why he was being so sneaky about it and i i don't know it all kind of made sense but i I'll, I'll probably remember that one forever i thought I, li- I thought this man was handing me a sheet of acid. Oh, man. Legendary shit, man. man the, the Roxy, that's something I like about the Roxy. Maybe because it's just so small and intimate that there's always these cool stories that come out of the Roxy between the yeah. people who go there as, as a fan, the people who are performing there, the venue staff that are working there. It's always something exciting happening over there. Shout out to that Roxy team over there as a whole. Now, I, I do have to ask you, though, do you still feel like, because you said this in a prior interview, that it felt like getting ready for the show, it feels like work. Uh, do you still feel like that where it's like it's 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 like a taxing endeavor to get ready for like a live show versus the creative process of just writing you know and, and producing music is is a live show still for you feel like kind of like a like like oh, i gotta go to work and put put my work suit on type of thing <laughs> there's some days yes some days no i've definitely gotten better at, at having fun with it and having especially like it's mostly like the rehearsing and getting everything ready and like loading on to the stage and doing the sound checks but like the actually playing the show is like you don't even think about it. It's like that, that being up there is so much fun. Um, but yeah, so like, like I definitely like, like being in the studio, writing, recording, like that's where like my heart is, you know, that's where my, that's where my passion lives. Hell yeah, absolutely, man. And and now when we think about where, where you're going next with yourself overall, when you think about yourself for this year even a little bit beyond for next year, you know, you once described success for you being being able to create a full length album, right? The LP. Now, when you think about everything you've done now, where are you at maybe accomplishing that goal? But then even when you do get to that goal, where do you want to see yourself go beyond that? Um, so I'm, I'm working on my first album right now. And uh, after that, I'm also working on this like smaller side project before the album. It's like a like a super lo-fi folk folky piece. So it'll be uh, that's the first time I told anybody about it. But like I'll probably honestly I'll probably I'll hopefully be done record be done recording it like next week. So hopefully that'll be out soon and you'll be getting some of that. But uh, after the album, man, I just honestly I wanted to do I wanted to do well. I really want it to be like an amazing body of work, you know. And I really want want it to be successful. Um, I want it, I want my career to be more sustainable, you know, in a way that like allows me to, to like do a headlining tour and, uh, and all these type of things, you know, that are, that would like make, um, would allow like my creative vision to just like 
blossom and thrive and have the like uh, ability and enough say to like make bigger and cooler and more exciting things you know 100% man no dude I, I feel great things coming for you with just what you've done now I think just about your music videos and how much of a production they are with the amount of just you know for real this the, the 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 character development in them so now thinking about you growing even more and evolving and releasing a full-length LP and all the things that you'll do for that project I'm excited to see uh definitely we appreciate the the, the details about this low five folk uh project that you're working on that sounds super exciting and you know just the, the more that i see a creative and artist like yourself i think that this is only just the beginning of more uh for you to come i guess one thing now just seeing your your talents that i would love to see just as as a new fan of yours i would love to see the collab between you and saint panther i think that just would be hella dope y'all y'all both got like just that that style that i just like so much just with the instrumentation and just the i feel like just kind of like the off the cuff creativity when it just comes to just your presentation how you have your music but then also how you overall you know deliver just the sonics of of your of your works together so i think that's something i would love to see one day saint panther and junior mesa come together on, on, a, on a song or something like that i'll be hella dope honestly man i think that's gonna happen because i think we have honestly i think we might have some sessions in the calendar where i'm gonna produce for her and then and then we have another one where like she's gonna like write with me so like we're both gonna like be trading trading things uh so yeah honestly you'll probably hear some cool some cool shit come out of that oh shit man that is gonna be dope man well overall i don't want to take up too much of your time junior this has been an honor to speak with you man and again you're killing it out there i really like to see what you what you've been up to and we're going to continue to tap in with you here at golden voice um but beyond that man this is just the beginning and you have a definitely have a great you know ally and us over here in gv so again we wish you the best in everything that you're going to do thank you jarvis thank you golden voice uh, appreciate you guys a lot and just like that, there you have it. It was so dope speaking with Junior. I really like the story that he shared about how he learned how to play guitar, you know, getting that, you know, guitar from his family member and, you know, having to basically lie his way into getting that. But as I was saying, his intentions were very pure, which I thought was so dope. So it's really cool to see him going from that moment, right, to, to learning that very first song, that first cover, and then now what he's doing with his music currently. And speaking of his music, you can go to Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you go to check out music to listen to Junior. Junior Mace's music right now. He actually has two new singles that he just released over the summer. And you know, I know that he's working on even more new music. So go ahead and check out his music on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you go to check out your music at. Definitely, you know, I really love the track Far Out. And if it's your first time checking out Junior Mesa, I advise you listen to both Cirque du Freak and the Peace EP to get the full dose of Junior and be ready for Junior getting ready to release that new music as well. And speaking of new music, if you want to stay in tune with what's going on with his new music and just what what's happening with Junior as far as him performing at even shows as well, right? You got to check in with Junior on social media. So let me give you that information right now. I'm talking about on Instagram and Facebook. If you type in Junior Junior, and that is spelled junior with three r's at the end and then just junior with one r at the end for both instagram and facebook let me say that again that's junior one time with three r's and then junior again with just one r at the end for both facebook and instagram they're all one word so you can tap in with them there on instagram and uh, facebook he is on Twitter as well, and I'm reading it his Twitter handle. This is his Twitter handle. This is really fun. It's bitch I'm Junior. Once again on Twitter, that's bitch I'm Junior for Junior Mesa on Twitter. And 
then on TikTok, I think this is even more fun, is Junior Mesa Sucks. And uh, that's Junior Mesa Sucks on TikTok and Sucks is spelled S-U-X. Again, Junior Mesa Sucks on TikTok. Man, he's having a lot of fun with those uh, handles, all right? So uh, go ahead, tap in with him on social media. He's posting up content on there. He's posting up his latest music releases and previews. And of course, he's announcing his latest show dates, touring dates, and everything else is going on with Junior. So go ahead and tap in with him. And again, I can't say it enough. Junior, it was so awesome to get a chance to connect with you and learn about you and your experiences. The story that he shared at the Roxy, I love that story as well. Big shout out to the Roxy team. And man, you know, I just can't wait to see what he does next. So again, once again, Junior, I can't, can't say it enough here. Thank you so much for coming to the Golden Voice podcast and giving us a little bit of your time and big shout out to your entire team over there. All right. Most definitely. Now, as I said, I was going to catch up with you in the outro and here we are. And I got to say again, thank y'all so much for checking out the Golden Voice podcast. I hope you all had a great holiday season coming after the Thanksgiving holiday. The holidays are still going, but you know, we just did the Thanksgiving holiday season right now. So I hope y'all had a great one as we get ready to close out November and get ready to move over to December with all the Christmas and the New Year's Eve and all that stuff like that. But again, if you want to stay in tune with what's happening with Golden Voice for everything that we got going on for the remaining month of November, for December and et cetera, you got to go to Golden Voice voice.com to find out about all of our shows because we have so many shows happening so tap in with us for this month for for december for 2023 because we're announcing so much that's happening for for next year as well okay so goldenvoice.com but if that wasn't enough you need a visual you need some more interaction with us go ahead and check us out on social media i'm talking about instagram facebook TikTok, you know, Twitter, that's simply at Golden Voice and all those platforms. Once again, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, at Golden Voice, okay? Because we're posting up content on there, posting up video recaps and, and, and photos and announcing more new shows and just so much awesome stuff. So go ahead and tap in with us on social media as well, all right? And again, it goes without saying, a major shout out to our podcast team. That's our executive producer, Rhea. That's our marketing coming from Carrie, Christina, and Lindsay. That's our artwork and creative coming from Saish, as always, holding it down. Shout out to Saish. And of course, press coming from Shay and Taji. And speaking of press, if you want to go ahead and submit any type of press and creation for this podcast or just Golden Voice in general, hit us up at press at goldenvoice.com. Once again, that's press at goldenvoice.com. And of course, if you're really enjoying the podcast, Go ahead on your favorite podcast platform. Please be sure to follow the podcast and leave a nice five-star review and a comment if they have a review and comment system because it helps with the visibility of the podcast. That helps let more awesome new music lovers like yourself who want to find more music interview podcasts like this add it to their directory, their, 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 their whole entire library. So go ahead and just spread the good word about the Golden Voice podcast because we can't do it without you. So we appreciate you listening and we appreciate you spreading the good word about the Golden Voice podcast as well. All right. Right. We're going to keep the ball rolling right here. We're going to have another new episode coming for you for the podcast as we speak to our, to our very own, the talent buyer himself, Marcus Don Dada Johnson, will be coming to the Golden Voice podcast. I'm looking forward to that conversation. It's going to be super dope. But until then, if you don't know by now, my name is Jarvis Smith. This is the Golden Voice podcast, and I'm out. <laughs>